everyone, and welcome to the Sydney Health Ethics She Research Podcast. I'm your host, Kate McKay, and I'm joined today by James Dalton and Claire Hooker. Hi, Jimmy. Hi, Claire. Hi, Hi Kate. How are you doing? Very well. Excellently well. Excellent. Um, today, I'm joined by Claire and Jimmy in order to talk about their project, Grace Under Pressure, and also to talk about a couple of papers that have recently been um, published, one of which is titled Verbatim Theater, Prompting Reflection and Discussion About Healthcare Culture as a Means of Promoting Culture Change. And this is in the Journal of Teaching and Learning in Medicine. Um, so I guess, Claire, would you be able to give us an overview of the Grace Under Pressure project? Absolutely. So Grace Under Pressure is the name of a play. It's a research-based piece of theatre. In fact, it's a work of what's called verbatim theatre. Verbatim theatre is a theatre tradition in which you um, collect stories, usually often through interviews or reports, um, or use texts um, from real people in the real world, and then you must faithfully create the play only by using the exact real words that have been um, offered to you in one of these formats from real participants. So Grace Under Pressure was a play that was created as a result of the interest of a group of people at the University of Sydney in the really significant um, workplace mental health issues that occur in particularly in medicine. So we know um, from significant research that um, junior doctors especially, but also uh, healthcare professionals from various disciplinary backgrounds often experience high rates of bullying, harassment and mental ill health in their healthcare workplaces. And that's medical students in particular, but again, this applies to uh, healthcare students from a variety of disciplines, experience significant levels of what's called teaching by humiliation, which is exactly what it says on the packet, Yikes. Um, as well as sexual harassment and bullying during their training years. So the group of people who came together came from a variety of different academic disciplines. Um, they include uh, Professor Louise Nash from the Brain and Mind Centre, uh, Associate Professor Karen Scott, who is an education academic who works in medical education, um, myself, who has a background in the medical humanities, Jimmy, who has a background in as a professional theatre director as well as a theatre academic, um, Paul McNeil, who is a philosopher and bioethicist, Paul Dwyer, who is an associate professor in theatre and performance studies, um, Kimberly Ivory, who is a GP interested in medical education with a focus on diversity, um, and um, Joe River, who is a um, sociologist and also an associate professor in the Faculty of Nursing. That's the main core research group. And we were joined by very celebrated verbatim theatre maker, David Williams. And what we did was we interviewed 30 um, healthcare workers. Most were doctors or nurses. There were a few medical students and also some other people, including paramedics and people who work in healthcare administration. And we uh, used faithfully created the play only using the words of these people spoken in interviews. So that's where the play Grace Under Pressure um, was created. And this play explored many sensitive themes in healthcare training and in healthcare 
healthcare workplace experience, particularly around the themes of bullying and, and harassment. It was uh, created for an inaugural season as part of the 2017 Big Anxiety Festival. And then various versions were generated by David Williams as lead playwright and performed in a variety of other contexts. Most recently in a tour in uh, hospitals, um, a, a bespoke tour for New South Wales hospitals at the end of uh, 2019. And I'm sorry to say that a national main stage um, performance tour, particularly located in regional theatres, has been sadly cut short by COVID-19. Oh, that is a bummer. Do you think it'll start again? Well, it concerns healthcare workers' experiences. So in one sense, it was particularly um, sad to see this particular play be full yeah. for COVID-19. On the other hand, I'm not sure that it's going to be the right theme to take up to explore the main focus of healthcare workers' experiences as impacted by COVID-19 over the next few years. Right, right. Very interesting, super interesting um, methods and concept and everything. So um, in this paper in Teaching and Learning in Medicine, this is the kind of report of sort of the studies of watching how this went, I guess? Yeah. Um, this, um, so this particular paper, I think, addresses um, a, a need or a concern when you look at um, interdisciplinary projects such as Grace Under Pressure, where there is um, a humanities connecting with a health sciences um, uh, community. And um, one of the, the biggest questions that we needed to um, set off with was, yes, there is, there is a recognised um, series of problems and uh, this question of culture change within um, healthcare and, and medicine um, professional life. But when we're making a piece of theatre, um, I, I think especially um, health science communities are interested in saying, well, tangibly, where is the change going to happen? What, what's going to appear in, um, in front of us? And so one of the, um, the ways that we approach that in, in this article in particular was to um, step back into um, the anthropological foundations of performance studies at Sydney University, which is this idea of um, an anthropologist, Victor Turner, looking at what he calls social drama and its relationship to what is called aesthetic drama. And essentially the, the article sets as its framework this idea that um, in the world there are um, uh, power imbalances, there are hierarchical um, and uh, hierarchical structures and within those structures endemic issues such as um, harassment, um, teaching by humiliation, bullying, burnout, um, that these social dramas are often invisible until um, there is an aesthetic drama or um, that there is a aesthetic artistic response to what is happening in the world, which crystallizes perhaps um, some of these uh, more hidden or unspoken elements of the social drama. And then that aesthetic drama actually feeds back into the culture where people start to bear witness to or identify and um, resonate with elements of their life that they see that they can then um, feed back into the uh, the social milieu. So when these social dramas occur again, there is a way of being able to address that which was previously hidden. So this was for us um, a 
I, th I think quite quite an exciting way to approach um, reflecting on um, the in the focus groups, reflecting on how um, audience members, especially audience members who were involved in the healthcare settings. Um, how they did respond to the play. So it wasn't simply a case of, did you like the play or did you not like the play, but rather this idea of, did you recognize mm -hmm. in the work um, something of your world, something of these um, situations? And that enabled us to be able to, um, to understand that, uh, especially verbatim theater, which as Claire said, is strict in its use of only that which was said in these interviews. We use that, um, that touch of the real so that anyone who is watching these shows they're able to to trust that it is something that other people in their workplace are experiencing and therefore um there's more i think confidence in being able to recognize if they do recognize anything real that it is not isolated to their own experience of the world which i think often happens when we don't talk about mm -hmm. it's like this um in day-to-day -day life. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting in the paper how the responses from some people were sort of like, I've been in that room. Yeah. And I guess I wondered what, what are kind of like the main sort of findings that from this, from these focus groups and from this paper? Well, the main findings for, in terms of the paper, and um, Claire can also speak um, more to parts of this because um, uh, she was involved in the, um, the thematic analysis. I was mm -hmm. the, the sort of talking about the method and the, the underlying theory. But um, I, I think the main takeaway is that when we're looking at um, a, an artistic intervention like verbatim theatre, um, there, there is this potential for people to, to recognise and bear witness um, to, if it's even not their own experiences, it's as, as you were saying, um, they've been in that room, um, that if we're talking about cultural change, using these kind of interventions, it's actually more about them making space to talk further. And I think it mm -hmm. a lot to the ongoing elements of the Grace Under Pressure project, um, where there are workshops that accompany um, the 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 play. So the play sort of e exists as an, in in the um, the article we talk about the play existing as a a point of opening up space in the public sphere, uh, mm -hmm. addressing what's um, uh, what Caroline Wake calls the social laryngitis, um, and then from there it is these other uh, activities and engagements that I think really start to draw um, the further sort of ideas that are specific to each site at which the performance is taken on. But I don't know, Claire, do you want to um, talk further into that? Yeah, so what I was really struck by is um, how many times we have received feedback from people who work in healthcare who have said to us, this play was really important. Mm. This was really important. And for us in this paper, we captured um, some aspects of what goes into the emotion with which that phrase has been so frequently spoken to us through our three R's. And the three R's of our uh, paper are um, recognition, revelation and reflection. And those three R's are, first of all, uh, that, well, see, these three R's uh, reflect the application of Turner's 
um, anthropological theory of what's happening when um, a piece of theatre occurs in the world and, and has an impact on the audience that um, receives it. Mm -hmm. And a, a, lot of, a lot of the emotion is just the emotion of recognition, of seeing the experiences whose impact was maybe not um, looked at or confronted immediately in that place because people have to live with the consequences of these things but just being pulling this these issues into focus um, had a huge impact on those people who recognized their own experience or the experience of their colleagues whom they cared about and the long-term emotional impact that mistreatment has on people mm -hmm. in the workplace. Mm -hmm. Um, the second R was revelation. It's the capacity for um, the complexity of theatre to bring new insights. And it does that in ways that research studies can't do mm -hmm. by um, allowing one a much more holistic and complex and non-reductive insight into experience. And then the third one is this um, uh, capacity for reflection, the, the ability to step back and allow all of those complex complex insights to generate um, a capacity for thinking newly about this issue and for maybe moving forward in terms of asking the question of so what what would I like to see happen now and reflection it's a bit of a you know soft focus touchy-feely kind of word doesn't actually demand anything of anybody and yet that process is so important and intrinsic for people to learn or to explore or to start to imagine about what might change in a workplace culture context yeah absolutely yeah it's really interesting because it's both an education context and a workplace context and um, I find that interesting because you seldom find the two so closely connected, but clearly in medical education you do because so much of it is is in practice. Absolutely. And in fact, that um, uh, medicine would want to claim that one of the key features of medical professionalism is that one is a lifelong learner. Mm -hmm. And indeed, these days we usually like to talk about that so that um, difference between an education context and a work context is being broken down and what theatre really does is have its own not only theatre all kinds of creative engagements is have their own capacity to really catalyze that sense of all of us being lifelong learners in our workplace contexts and how enriching that can be mm -hmm. so I feel excited about the potential for bringing that educational lens into a lot of the work that we do Mm -hmm, definitely. If I can just add something there into yeah. theatre especially, um, having seen some of the presentations of Grace Under Pressure, especially those that took place in, in hospital settings, um, one of the, the powers of um, theatre in particular is that there is an audience not only present to the work but present to each other. And mm -hmm. you can see just... I mean, there, there's speaking of the, the catalyzing effect, there's a definitely... A, a, catalyst there when you have um, junior doctors sitting with senior consultants sitting with hospital executive members looking at who's in the audience looking at how people respond to certain things as well and that's I mean this isn't covered in the paper but I think that there's something very um, uh, important to reflect on there that there's this almost a, a meta theatrical experience that um, projects like Race Under Pressure um, are also uh, embedded in. Yeah absolutely so, I mean, that's actually, we're, um, 
we're quickly running out of time actually on the podcast, but that might be a nice segue to just ask you both what the next phase is for Grace Under Pressure or for your um, analysis and investigation into it. Amazing. For what's next for Grace Under Pressure? Um, well, um, more publications are to come um, as a result of its deliberate use as a workplace culture intervention, um, which occurred in late 2019 through the tour that um, it did partly financed by New South Wales Health in um, with 16 performances across seven different LHDs in a private hospital setting mm -hmm. in November 2019. And I think that really indicated that um, verbatim theatre or theatre approaches do have a role to play in catalyzing um, a whole bunch of processes and conversations and new initiatives in a workplace context. Mm -hmm. That was overshadowed by COVID-19 right. in the plans that were laid out in 2020. Right. But um, uh, there's a lot of potential for plays like this and for Grace Under Pressure in the, in the future to be used specifically to generate a new round of conversations where people have some idea of where they would like that to go and where you have management on board with a willingness to see that change actually does occur and that it's not just a talk fest in the future. Right. It sounds like such a cool initiative, so very valuable to so many people. Thank you very much uh, to both of you, James and Claire, for being on the podcast today to talk to us about it. And I will link um, the paper from the Journal of Teaching Medicine, as well as another paper on the um, application, the workshops, um, with this episode's notes for interested readers to check it out. Thanks very much for listening to the She Research Podcast. You can catch our podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, or Anchor FM, or wherever else you find your podcasts of quality. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.